welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Leaders make easy targets for the people following them. I'm Tim. And I miss. That's true for godly and ungodly leaders. Mm -hmm. What do the Holy Scriptures say about the people's opinions of their leaders? Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Maryland and Morocco. Listen out for Red Pill Tour on a radio station near you. You know, Mama, these days, people have a lot to say about their leaders, and much of it is really negative. Mm. You know, I think the general expectation is that people in leadership are corrupt, so we're not surprised when stories about their failings and indiscretions become public. It's easy not to like the leader if they don't share your opinion. And for that reason, it's becoming less desirable to become a leader because, you know, there's always going to be someone who disagrees with you. No, that's right. In the United States, dissenters feel comfortable shouting accusations and threats, especially if they're in a crowd because the crowd gives them some anonymity. And our country protects free speech. Yeah, that's a good point, Mama. Free speech is not available to every citizen of the world. In some cases... The speech that's protected may even depend on the opinions that are being expressed. Mm -hmm. Now, generally speaking, it seems easy to not like whoever the leaders may be, and it's usually not too hard to find others who will agree with you. We see that attitude at work in ancient Israel. In number 16, we read about the rebellion led by Korah. He felt that some changes in leadership were needed, and he somehow found other leaders who agreed with him. Number 16, verse 1, says that Korach took men, and they went to meet with Moshe. The Hebrew word translated as took is lakach. In our English understanding, we may interpret that to mean that Korach brought a few dudes with him, but the Hebrew suggests a deeper meaning. The Hebrew word lakach means to take or to grip. The first mention of Lachach is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 22, which tells us that the rib, which Jehovah Elohim had taken from Adam, is what Jehovah Elohim used to make woman. Lachach is used to describe taking a wife, acquiring knowledge, taking possession of an animal, and in the case of number 16, verse 1, usurping the right or position belonging to another person. In each instance, someone or something is taken from one place or one person to another place or another person. Now, this is important to recognize because Korach was recognized by Elohim as one of the leaders in Israel. Now, in Exodus chapter 6, way back then, Jehovah told Moshe to go to Pharaoh with his instructions to let Israel go. Reading from verse 12, we see Moshe's response to Jehovah. It says, Moshe said to Jehovah, Look, the people of Israel haven't listened to me, so how will Pharaoh listen to me? 
poor speaker that I am. But Yehovah spoke to Moshe and Aaron and gave them orders concerning both the people of Israel and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Later, in Exodus chapter 6, verse 21, we see Korach mentioned as one of the leaders in Israel named by Yehovah to receive this charge from Moshe. When the Hebrew says that Korach took, with men being implied, as the italics in the King James Version suggests, it means that he removed them from where they were and put them in a new place. These men were taken from alignment with Yehovah Elohim's chosen leadership, Moshe, and put into a different vision of Israel's leadership. This new vision for leadership was based on a tiny grain of truth. In verse 3, the objecting leaders explain their vision. It says, They assembled themselves against Moshe and Aaron and said to them, You take too much on yourselves. After all, the entire community is holy, every one of them, and Jehovah is among them. So why do you lift yourselves up above Jehovah's assembly? Now was it true that the entire assembly of Israel was holy? Absolutely. Did Moshe and Aaron take too much onto themselves, or were their responsibilities given by the Most High Elohim? Mm. In the King James Version and other reputable English Bibles, there is a subtle but important hint about what the objecting leaders said to Moshe and Aaron. In verse 3, we see the words, You take too much upon yourselves. The words, you take, or ye take, are in italics. That means that these words don't appear in the Hebrew text. They were added by translators to add some clarity to what was being said. A more direct understanding of the original text without the added words might be a huge amount to you. By simply saying a huge amount to you, I think they may be implying without saying directly that Elohim gave them a huge amount of authority. By saying that the entire assembly was holy, Korach and the complaining leaders were implying that Moshe and Aaron didn't have any more merit than any other Israelite. Since they all were holy, any one of the people could do that job, even Korach, right, Mama? Mm. In addition, other leaders blamed Moshe and Aaron for Israel's not being in the promised land yet. It seemed like any reason would do for these complaining leaders. Moshe and Aaron were simply not their preferred leaders. In a modern sense, these leaders in Israel were saying, we don't like those guys, even though they were chosen by Elohim. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, we read about Samuel the prophet and judge. When he grew old, he made his sons to be judges in Israel. His sons didn't inherit Samuel's character. Mm -mm. They took bribes and perverted judgment. Reading from verse 4, it says, So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You're old, and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to Jehovah. And Jehovah told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not that they have rejected you, but they have rejected me as their king. Mm. 
as they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. On the surface, the story of Samuel and his sons seems very different from the story of Korach. In Korach's story, the leaders in Israel rejected good leadership. In the story of Samuel and his sons, the leaders of Israel rejected bad leadership, or so it seemed on the surface. One could hardly blame them for not wanting crooked judges in their country. However, Jehovah knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. When Jehovah told Samuel that they were really rejecting him, their Elohim as king, it became clear that this was a familiar story. The leaders had a meeting before the meeting and developed the notion that a change in leadership was necessary. The issues regarding Samuel's sons simply presented an opportune time to express an evil ambition. And that evil ambition started way back in the Garden of Eden and continued through the Tower of Babel and even continues to this present day. Mm -hmm. People still reject Elohim as our leader. In the Gospel of John, chapter 19, we read about the unlawful trial of Yeshua. Yeshua had been brought to Pilate, the highest representative of the Roman government in Israel. Reading from verse 12, it says, Pilate tried to find a way to set Yeshua free, but the Judeans shouted, If you set this man free, it means you're not a friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king is opposing the emperor. When Pilate heard what they were saying, he brought Yeshua outside and sat down on the judge's seat in the place called the pavement. It was about noon on preparation day for Pesach or Passover. He said to the Judeans, here's your king. Yeah, but they shouted, take him away, take him away, put him to death on the stake. Pilate said to them, you want me to execute your king on a stake? Wow. The head priest answered, we have no king but the emperor. Once again, Israel missed the time of their visitation. In Korah's story, the leaders of Israel rejected the men chosen by Elohim. In Samuel's story, Israel's leaders rejected Elohim himself. Yikes. In the trial of Yeshua, Israel's leaders rejected Elohim in the form of a man. Mm. The gospel records the religious leaders' conspiracy against Yeshua. They tried to trap him with the law of Moses with the laws of Rome and their influence over public opinion. There were many meetings before the meeting when it came to the persecution of Yeshua. Psalms chapter 2 puts rejection of Jehovah's leadership into perspective. It says, Why are the nations in an uproar, the people grumbling in vain? The earth's kings are taking position, leaders conspiring together against Jehovah and his anointed. They cry, let's break their fetters. Let's throw off their chains. He who sits in heaven laughs. Jehovah looks at them in derision. Then in his anger, he rebukes them, terrifies them in his fury. I myself have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree. Jehovah said to me, you are my son. Today I became your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations as your inheritance. The whole wide world will be your possession. You will break them with an iron rod, shatter them like a clay pot. Therefore, kings, be wise. 
Be warned, you judges of the earth. Serve Yehovah with fear. Rejoice, but with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish along the way, when suddenly his anger blazes. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Daddy, each of these stories has a similar end. It didn't go well for the people who resisted Elohim's choices for leadership. That's for sure. Some were judged instantly, and some created situations in which they and their children would suffer for their poor choices. In the case of Yeshua, the consequences of Israel's rejection of the king persist to this very day. Gratefully, we see signs that those consequences are coming to an end and in the near future. Amen. We embrace that hope and we look with expectation to the fulfillment of every promise from Yehovah, the covenant-keeping Elohim. Now, we don't review these stories to ridicule Israel or to emphasize their mistakes. We too are Israel, mm -hmm. and so we grieve about these mistakes. We also recognize times in our lives when we were guilty of rejecting the will of Elohim, including times when we felt dissatisfied with people in leadership. Now, maybe you've been part of the meeting before the meeting. Maybe uh, there have been times when you've entertained accusations or complaints about a leader, but you didn't apply the biblical method for resolving your concerns. That being the case, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and, with good intentions, participate in the meeting before the meeting to fire Elohim's leaders? Or would you take the red pill to seek and follow the will of Elohim before taking positions about leaders? Only you can answer that question. Moshe and Samuel went to the Father for his direction when Israel questioned their leaders. In the case of Yeshua, the highest judicial body in Israel bent their own rules to find Yeshua guilty. His sentence was determined long before the trial, even though Yeshua never committed any sin. Mistrust for leaders is the norm for this world's society. May it not be so for the body of believers in the Messiah of Israel. Amen. May we seek the Father's will in all matters regarding leaders, and may we pray for the people who accept these great responsibilities. Well, that's all we have time for today. Read over the scriptures we shared and discuss them with a friend. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.